Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And we are celebrating 19 years of marriage. Um, So we're just kind of taking the whole week to talk about marriage and the aspects of marriage that have been important for us to grasp and to understand, not to say that we have mastered all of it, but to say this is where we have walked. And these are the things that the Lord has shown us in the last 19 years of marriage. Um, In 2004, we were married on December 4th. And so you know, we're just going to take this whole week and (laughs) make much about our marriage. We're grateful that the Lord um, saw fit to unite us. And Will the Great is blessed. I am blessed. Oh, stop. I'm blessed too. I I am blessed. I was trying to be snarky, but when you agree... I'm blessed too. Like you <laughs> see, the way that the joke works is that you're supposed to say, and so are you. And then we turn into like a uh, war of who's blessed. I understand that, but I just had to. I know. You know I am blessed. And you know, the thing is, I know people are, are listening uh, to us that have been married maybe 40 years mm. or, oh. you know, oh. 35 years or whatever. And man, awesome. If we're not home before then, I look forward to that. Awesome. Awesome. And we just want to encourage marriages because, mm-hmm. man, there's so, so many hits that marriage takes. Yeah. takes in our culture especially man the enemy is is relentless you know his mode of operation is to steal kill and destroy mm-hmm. that applies to our marriages yeah. he want to steal kill and destroy our marriages and our families and i know today we're going to talk more about our families as well you know and our children mm-hmm. as they in, as they enter into the 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 uh the mix you know how that change uh, changes things, you know, and but for the good, and also it's, it's just adjustments that need to be need to be made, you know. And I, man, God has given our children to us as blessings. The Bible declares that. The Bible speaks of children as being nothing else but blessings, mm-hmm. yeah. no matter what the culture says. Yeah, that's that's important to acknowledge, right? Because right. because a blessing is something that we welcome, that we would look for, something that we pray for, but we have put mm. children in a category other than what God has or how God has originally categorize them um that they are they are blessings the to blessings us. of the lord make rich and add no sorrow that's right except for when they don't sleep through the night that's sorrowful <laughs> no i'm kidding but you go through changes in marriage and i think it's so important for us to recognize that man the lord is gracious toward us as we go through those changes he is merciful as we go through those changes Amen. and we have to acknowledge the seasons of life and the stages of life that we enter into right now we've got two sets of kids we've got teenagers <laughs> and we I wouldn't even call them preteens. What is this category? Because they're not toddlers. Although we, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Yeah, they're well. One is a toddler. He is. 
but he's thrown into the mix with these kids. The other two, I don't know how, what somebody tell me how to categorize them. Um, at any rate, we've got two sets of kids. And as we look at this and think about the changes that we've gone through as our family has grown mm -hmm. and developed over the years, one of the first things that I wanted to say was that, man, it's good for us to agree with God Amen. in the structure of our family. One of the attacks that we faced in marriage mm. is even how we would structure our family, right? <laughs> Both the pull of the world mm -hmm. and the comments of people who, purport to love Jesus and yeah. talking about, well, are you done yet? Yeah. Are you yeah. having it? You know, like, well, <laughs> you know, anyway, you yeah. know what causes that, you know, things like <laughs> just those different jokes. Right. Um, because it's true. We have six children. Now I want to say this. We did not set out and say, Hey, we're going to have six children right? or seven children or right. eight children or, you know, but the Lord has grown our family as he determined, as he determined that has caused lots of problems for people who, don't feed them <laughs> right right it's amazing how the that has changed over time you know uh bigger families were not seen as problems my at, goodness at one time you know yeah or you like you know when the the looks come the, and the comments come about mm -hmm. oh man I, I feel sorry for you or you know whatever it may be said like wow it couldn't be me things like that when we were talking about our children you know it's it's just a different mindset and yeah. i think the culture has really seeped in and given us you know what we should think about families and, and things like that but man we should we got to reject that yeah we, we even had that. we even had someone tell us that you know you don't need farm help anymore <laughs> like, you know, and at the time you, you hear that and you laugh about it, you're just like, oh, OK, that's funny. All right. Um, but but really what the person is that's saying crazy. is that you would only bring kids into the world in as much as they serve you in as much as they <laughs> like are going to be able says. to help be a helping hand around the farm. And right. it's like, whoa, you know, which is really hard for me. So just like, you know, let the serious music come in. But <laughs> that was really difficult for me to process because, you know, growing up and coming from a fatherless home where I was raised by a mom who did everything and there were five of us that really kind of um, affects the way that you view children. Mm. And I can remember just looking around and feeling like, man, everything was such a burden. Everything mm. was so like chaotic and, mm. and, you know, and so yeah. as a young woman, that really played into a lot of my thoughts about children. Yeah. I wasn't calibrating my thoughts to God's word. Right. I was just calibrating my my thoughts to my experiences. Like right. this must not right. be good. Like to have a lot of kids. What I didn't consider was the fact that my father had left us. Mm -hmm. You know, what I didn't consider was that I'm I'm looking also from a child's perspective mm. and thinking, are we are we in the way? And here's the crazy thing. Like mm. my mom never said that. My mom never, I never heard my mom complain about us being alive, mm. like, or existing. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, and this is shocking to people, <laughs> but it is, it is my reality. I don't know how the Lord, it's only the Lord by his spirit that he gave me a strong work ethic because I didn't have chores growing up. You didn't have chores growing up? I did not have chores. Let me, let me just wow. say. Wow. I did. I know. Lord. I know. That That is crazy. When I think about it. I didn't it, know that. See, I'm learning something new right here on the Culture Proof Podcast. Man. I didn't know you didn't no, have chores growing up. I did not. Up. I did not I, have I, things. I wouldn't have been able to tell because you are a, you, man, you clean. I'm a hard you, worker. Yeah. You know, I really am. That's you know, God's just, grace. Wow. Okay. That's God's grace. I, and right. that's why I say, I don't know how, I, I think it's just the spirit of God, but I did not have chores. I didn't have anything that was demanded of me growing up. My mom did 
not mm. force chores on us. And and probably, you know, as I'm thinking about this, even right now in real time, this is probably what added to a lot of what I observed as her stress. She was doing everything. Mm. Now, when I say doing everything, I did work, but mm. it was not a demand. Like yeah. I was the one, and my mom would say this today. I was the one who cleaned without asking. Yeah. I just, cause I liked things a certain way. And I believe you know because I mean? your love language is acts, acts of service. You, you probably saw that as man, I'm helping my mom. I out. thought I was. So the, the thing is that that's just something that was, that got it given you, you know, not I to just so. sit around and just like, Oh, well, like she gonna get it you know but if she if my mom <laughs> if my mom were out at the yeah. grocery store and just as kids were at home you know um i would say hey guys get up let's let's clean and mm. we didn't grow up with a lot so we didn't have a vacuum cleaner so if we were cleaning we were sweeping mm. and do you remember back in the day i don't know if you ever like sweeping mm-hmm household carpet yeah i'm not talking about office carpet where it's kind of like just a floor (laughs) with fuzz you know what i mean and then you can really sweep i'm talking about sweeping the floor in your house and like that's how we clean we swept the the carpet and swept Mm -hmm. the floor and i remember doing that but the reason i bring that up is because while my mom never said that she um had regret over us Mm -hmm. ever Mm -hmm. and i never felt that in fact the opposite was true because my mom I saw her doing everything and I would hear her say, this is what I would hear her say. You guys didn't ask to be born. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like she didn't want to make us feel like a burden, you know, like she wanted to have children, but still I'm saying that. And here's where I'm going with it. In my mind, I thought this is chaotic. Mm. This is a lot. And so, you know, the enemy kind of like steps into that vacuum. Right. And then he reinforces those thoughts with what the culture says. Mm. The culture says, if you want to live a successful life, then there's no space for children in it. But what we have to do as Christians is we have to recalibrate our minds. We have to go back to the straight edge of God's word and see what he says about children. So I'm saying all of that to say, Fast forward, here we are. Mm-hmm. We have six children. Yes. And they have been an incredible blessing to us. Amen. 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 And them being an incredible blessing to us does not make it easy. No. And, you know, and there's a lot of work to do uh, in formation, you yes. know, of these disciples <laughs> that Man. God has given us. Yeah. Um, you know, and my background is different. Um, I'm only, I'm one of two children. And so, and, and with even an eight year difference, with an eight year difference. So both of us kind of felt like only, child only children, yeah. only children, however you say that. And so the, th- the thing is my perception on, uh, having children as I got older was like, man, I want more than two, you know? So, uh, so it was more like at least four, we have six, but at least, <laughs> at least four, you know, two girls, two boys, you know, whatever. Um, and, and what I saw in my home was, uh, my dad was there. He was a a major presence mm. uh, in the home. Uh, one thing I used to, uh, my mom used to always say, because my dad, he had a, a job where he worked outside. He mm-hmm. was a letter carrier. So he was tired when he got home. And, and my mom... You know, she she did a lot of the inside work. Mm-hmm. And so she would always say, when you get married, help your wife. Thanks, mom. <laughs> help your wife, you know. And so I do Thanks, laundry. Mom. I do yeah. different things. You know, I, I remember that. My mom said that. And I, I don't believe it was because my dad didn't want to help. I, I really saw he was tired. Like, yeah. he used to work long hours. But I, the, the picture I, I got was, yes, I'm going to be married one day. 
Yes, I'm going to have children, you know. Of course, this is like <laughs> what we're going to do. This is what I've seen, you know. And I did have some friends who had who uh, didn't have their fathers there and things like that. And I saw my dad, you know, like be a dad to them, you yeah. know. So the picture that I got was one of like, wow, yes, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. This is there's no other option. I want to be married one day. I want to have children, you know. And and so can fast- I ask you a question okay, before yeah, you go? Because sure. you're about to fast forward. But before you fast forward, I'm yes. I'm kind of curious about unpacking your helpfulness in our home mm-hmm. and what other dads listening might draw from that because I think like when I read yeah. articles, the the feminists really capitalize on the exhaustion of moms. Like the feminists mm-hmm. really capitalize on the duties of wives, right? Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if there's something that we have not recognized um in the team that is marriage that maybe um it's contributed to that. Because I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there are some dads who don't work long hours. Like, I mean, understandably, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, like what your dad did, my goodness, yeah. in all kinds of weather conditions. Right. You know what right. I mean? So I think <laughs> there was an understanding that like, okay, you yeah. know, there yeah. was right exhaustion, but like maybe there are husbands who don't have those kinds of demands, yeah. um, physical demands. Yeah. Are you saying that husbands should seek to be a blessing in those kinds of tangible ways around the home? Yes. Maybe that's something that's... Yes, 100%. Now, and I will say of my mom, she worked full-time as well. Mm. So it wasn't like my dad was the only one that worked and yeah. he came... She was tired as well. And her 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 being tired was more of a mental yeah. thing because she was a 911. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like... So um, I don't want to make her seem like, you know... But um, yes, I would say 100% that we should always look for ways to help out and to do what we can... Within the home, you know, some guys, I remember hearing of one guy say, I don't do any of that, you know, washing and stuff like that. But he he prides himself on doing stuff outside. And that's fine. That's fine. Um, and, <laughs> that you know, that that's cool. But at the same time, I think we should look for even things we can do in, inside. Like, my mom taught me how to wash clothes. How, Thanks, mom. <laughs> how to fold clothes. Thanks, I had, mom. I had to wash dishes. I had chores. Uh, you know, and it included outside and inside. I had to cut the grass, I had to take out the trash, all that stuff, you know, but I also had the things to do inside as well. Be- because we get married and we're older now does not mean that we don't have to do those things anymore. Man. And it's you know? a blessing to me. Like, and, and I want to say something like, you know, I feel like, and this, this has worked for our marriage. This has worked for our family. I feel like we work as a team and, you know, my love language is acts of service. And so when there right. are things that, overwhelm us because look you know here's the secret i don't know that our kids realize this yet but they outnumber us okay like there's (laughs) there's more of them than there are of us and so man keeping up with what they mess up (laughs) it takes a lot and so when we work together as a team man i feel i feel loved Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i feel like i feel seen I was going to say that, but I felt like if I said that, people would be like, oh, so you need to be seen only by my husband, though, not like by this like unnamed culture. Like, but I I do need it to be acknowledged that it's hard, that it is. It's a lot of work. There are these false presentations that the mom has to be super mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so anyway, I appreciate everything. And I I would say even in that um, vein, you know. I have grown and and I am growing 
you know, through the years, like of being better and at identifying things that I can help out with. You know, I will say that I, I didn't always start off like being, you know, like I am now and I have a ways to go. And so oh, I wouldn't. I, no, no. I look, wouldn't look. say a ways. No, I'm serious. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me just stop you there because that's that's a good joke. I would not say a ways. I will agree with you that early on in marriage, mm. n- no, you are you were not who you are now. Right. I am but sanctification. I'm, sanctification. <laughs> and and I would say the same about me. Yes, we make I, each other I was better. not who I am now. Yes. But I will say this and this is true. I would not say that there's a ways to go. Like I I feel like no, I I can't imagine being married to anyone else. You know, it's amazing how who the Lord has joined together, let no right. one put asunder. And and you can see a lot of the purpose and the personalities even that the Lord joins together, how those personalities shape right. and strengthen and encourage one another. Right. So anyway, I would not say a ways to go, but continue. <laughs> no, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, that we should, to answer your question, uh, as husbands be helpful in, in any way that we can, you know, um, to do more than what's just required or what we think is manly stuff mm-hmm. to do. There's a lot to do, and uh, we should look for those ways to to be able to serve. So let's talk about children, and yes. let's talk about the ways that children sanctify us. There's something that you share often about what your dad said yes. about selfishness that I think is, is Yeah, my dad so was true. a very, very wise man, you know, and I often think about him and think, like, Lord, <laughs> give me wisdom like that. So one thing that he told me, me amongst many things mm-hmm. that he said was, you know, when you get married, he said, you're going to see how selfish you really are. I was like, and that was at a time I didn't think I was selfish, but I really <laughs> was because, and, and when I, when I, when we got married, I was 28 years old. So I had, I had a good a long amount of time, time of living to just you, just yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And so he was right about that. And then he said, but when you have children, you're going to really see <laughs> how selfish you are. You know, and the thing about it is for, for the husband, I was just thinking about this. You know, one of our uh, calls and mandates uh, is to uh, water our wives with the with the word. You know, to to uh, encourage our wives and to to cover them and things like that. But when you have children, your role is exp- expanded oh, as a husband yeah. and as a wife. You know, when I when I think about the commands that were given in Deuteronomy and Exodus, you know, um, uh, when the children would ask, I know in Deuteronomy chapter six verse twenty, when your sons ask you he was talking to the fathers mm-hmm. in times to come saying what do the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments and mean which the lord our god commanded you then you shall say to your son we were slaves like so it was on the father to carry the the faith on yeah you know the the training you know as you go you know as you walk by the way that was commanded to the father so it it it, it it's expanded as a father to not only uh, uh, covering your wife, but also training your children. Yeah. And a lot of times we just leave the training our children to our wives. Mm. You know, I've been guilty of that in the past. I've been guilty of that. I feel like there's certain things that I have have uh, uh, not pressed into because maybe I thought it was easier if Miki did it. You know, because maybe I didn't feel like I could, I had the abilities or giftings. But man, God has given us as the fathers the mandate to do those things. And not that our wives can't teach our children and things like that, you know, but we have to make sure that it's being done. Even mm-hmm. if we're overseeing it, we have to be present, not only in body. 
And I think this goes back to something you said in a previous podcast mm-hmm. about insecurities, how those are things that you bring with you into the marriage yeah. and they can be intensified as the marriage grows, as yes. different situations arise. And even as you bring children into the marriage. And so I feel like for you, there was a type of, um, perception about yourself and personality preference. Yes. And that, okay, the kids will want to hear from mom because I, I tend to be animated mm-hmm. when I communicate with them, right? Yeah. I tend to be expressive. And not only that, you know, um, yeah, that's part of it, but also I, I think you're a great communicator. So mm-hmm. if I feel like, man, I'm, I can't communicate as well, then I would be prone to, to say, well, man, why not just let the communicator communicate? Mm. But the thing is, and, and that can happen. That's not bad. But the thing is, they need to hear from me as well. Amen. You know, and so if I don't have a certain gifting, you know, man, first of all, God is the giver of the gifts. Mm-hmm. So he's able to like help me in that area. Yeah. But also I have to be willing to, to, to lead out in that area, be willing to have my voice, uh, uh, be heard and, and you know even if it's not uh what i would say and don't take this the wrong way as polished as <laughs> as yours you know god still has something for me to say directly to them that they need to hear from me Man, and that's so that's good. one of those areas where it's like 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 you said if you bring certain insecurities into your marriage they don't just go away mm-hmm. a matter of fact they are 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 heightened and you have to deal with it. You have to say, okay, Lord, uh, this is, these are the things that I, I have dealt with before, man, but I don't want them to persist while mm. in, in, my, in my marriage, in my family. And so you have to deal with those, th- those things. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about even the dad listening. So I would say, and I, I'd like for you to speak to this. I feel like there may be two categories of dads. Um, there may be the dad who says, well, I don't know as much as my wife knows about the Bible. And mm. I definitely, you were not in that category at all. I think it was what you said before. Yeah, it was, yeah. okay, this is the way you communicate right. and that is, you know, how, however you perceive that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that there are two categories here. There's the dad who's like, well, but I'm, I'm not going to say it. I know it, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say it the way she says it. And she's got a way of communicating with yes. them. But then there's also the dad who's like, well, I just don't know as much as mm. she knows. Can you encourage and speak to both of those categories? And maybe you've already spoken to yeah. one. So the first category is more of what I feel like I faced that maybe I'm not going to say it the right way. And maybe it will be uh, received better the way that is presented by you. Mm. Um, and so that would, almost paralyzed me, like stopped me from even doing it. And that's not the that's not the answer. And so the thing is, we have to do those things that we may fear. Like so, it what was a big part of that was a fear of failure, like mm. feel a fear of failing to communicate effectively, and for them hearing, you know, um, uh, not hearing what I was trying to say. So the other thing, as far as like having the knowledge. I think, man, um, f- first of all, don't get discouraged to where you just give up, yeah. you know, and what you know, you can explain mm-hmm. and you can tell the things that you do know that, man, press into that and say, this is what the Lord has um, uh, put on my heart. And I, man, I, I promise you, as you are devoted to God and you're spending time with him, the Lord will reveal certain things in his word to you that you will be able to share with your children. That's and you good. may have just learned it, but guys like, Hey guys, you know, you can say, Hey guys, I just want to share with y'all something that the Lord shared with me today, man. Mm-hmm. I never saw this before. And you can share that. And I think they will look at that as man. Thank, thank you, dad. You yeah. may not say that, yeah. but it may be a thing of like, man, we appreciate you sharing that with us. And so I, 
the fear has to be eradicated. Yeah. You know, and you just have to say, Lord, help me and 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 have faith in him to help you to to do it. And, you know, I think that's one of the things, the self-comparison mm. that I feel like in families, especially as it pertains to um, children and how we disciple and train our children, we're looking yeah. at maybe the other family that that family does something different. Mm. That dad does something different. That dad has a different set of gifts. Mm. And so I think a lot of dads Man. feel inadequate, feel like they can't, you know, if I'm not Tony Evans, you know <laughs> right. what I mean? It's like, my who goodness, is? well, who is Tony <laughs> Evans other than Tony Evans? <laughs> right, you know what right, I mean? And right. so I think it's so important for dads to practically speaking start yeah. where you are yes. and 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 show that because it has been a blessing to our children for you know in our discipleship moments and which by the way it's a life of discipleship right, right. you're living discipleship but when you're teaching to have a different method of teaching a different way yeah. that you communicate a different way that you bring things in yeah. and i think it's encouraging for dads to recognize that hey you don't have to do things right. the way you know one of the elders at your local church does things with his family right right god has entrusted this family to you that's right and the way that you're going to do things are going to be the way that god has designed you to do it and apostle paul talked about uh to compare yourselves amongst yourselves is not wise that's and right. so we do that so much you know that we'll look at maybe our past or a leader in the church and, and say, well, I hear what they're saying about, you know, us discipling at home, but mm -hmm. man, I can't do that. You yeah. know, yes, you can. God has given you everything that you need to do it. Amen. You know, and so again, what you know is probably going to be a little bit more than what they're, what they're going to know. You can share what God is sharing with you. That's yeah. why it's, it's so important to have uh, that real time relationship with the Lord, where you're digging into his word, where you're reading, where you're listening to his word, and because God will highlight some things to you for or you, Amen. but you may be able to pass on to your family. Yeah, I think there's also a role that we as wives and moms play in this, and that is to be the encourager. Yeah, like as our husbands are leading and doing the things that God's tasked them with doing, there can't be this internal competition that we have with, well, I could do this, or I, mm. I if he would do this, then I would. No, it's got to be that we honor God's word. Right. That we very simply and basically um, submit to God's word. So here's what I'm talking about practically. So when your husband is teaching, when mm -hmm. your husband is leading the family, yeah. and you've got to be aware of your faces, like your <laughs> facial expressions, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, you've got to be aware that you are encouraging, that you are rooting him on, even mm -hmm. in the way you express. Yeah. If you feel like, you know, well, he didn't say this point, and <laughs> I saw this when I was reading it in the scriptures, and I would like to make this point, you don't want to add your point as mm. like something that is corrective. Like yeah. you want to add your point as like a humble addition yeah. so that your kids understand what it looks like to communicate together, to work together as a family yeah. and not in opposition to one another. You know, to that point, that's very, very important because if you're not a great communicator and your wife is, she's, she probably has certain things that she's like, man, he should have said this or, and, and so for that wife, you know, to, to pull it back and say, okay, I do want to add this and you should, but how do I present that yeah. so that my husband doesn't feel like he just failed? Yeah. You know, he didn't. And so I think you do a great job of that, you know, I, cause I know that certain things that maybe I didn't say and you're like, what, what just popped into my mind? And, you, but the way you present it, it, it means the, the world of a difference, you know, to, to how it's received by me, because I could take that and say like, man, why is she trying to highlight what I didn't, what I didn't say, you know, but it's all about trusting one another. Yeah. One, that's number one, because if you think the best, you know, and you think like, man, she's not trying to like, you know, shine on me in this, no, moment, right. in this moment, you know, 
but think the best. And if you also think, like, this is for the discipleship of our, of our children. So we're like, a team. We're a team, yeah. you know. But some of those things come in. That's where the enemy try to come in and say, see. The unacknowledged influence. You. Yeah. Look, you're trying to do something. You're trying to, like, you know, uh, uh, have the Bible study and things like that. And she coming in behind you and, and saying this and that, you know. She don't respect you. That's when we got to say. Hold on, enemy. We're not ignorant concerning your devices. I see what you're trying to do and readjust our thinking. Yeah, no, I think it's really good because I, I hear from a number of wives who would love for their husband to um, really have that role that they desire, that they see in scripture and that they believe the Lord intended. Mm-hmm. But I think there are a couple of things that are at stake or mm-hmm. not at stake, a couple of things that need to be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. It's it's what you said and acknowledging some of the the, the fear or the trepidation yeah. that dads often have. Mm-hmm. Um, wives tend and moms tend to be a little more... Um, on the empathetic side, Mm. like kind of, you know, so we teach from a place of feeling and sensing whether or not the Mm. kids are getting it. Um, I think we can work together as a team to encourage dads that, Hey, we have a different style of teaching, but man, we, you have a job and you have a role to do. Mm. And I want to support and encourage in that. Um, I think additionally, Mm. it is not comparing. It's not looking outside of your marriage Mm. to say, this is the standard. Mm -hmm. It's looking to the word of God and saying, what is God required? Mm -hmm. And can that requirement be met in the personality type that my husband or even my wife Mm -hmm. has? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because it would not be right. And remember, all that God says and does is good and right and true. It would not be right for God to command things of us that we are unable to do. That's a great that's a great point. I was just uh, thinking that before you said that. Uh, for especially uh, just thinking about husbands, if your wife is a better communicator and teacher and things like that, man, don't feel bad if, you know, if she does that more. Like if if, if she's kind of like, you know, take uh, the reins on that. And it's like, man, I, she just has a gift for doing that. What I'm saying is you still need to be involved. Yes. Even if it's you, you know, uh, each time opening up in prayer and closing in prayer, sitting there and making, you know, uh, statements as well. Mm-hmm. Even if she's teaching, that's fine. I don't think that the husband has to be the primary teacher to be like fulfilling the will of God Mm -hmm. because God has given different gifts. You know, you may be the one to make sure that the time happens. Mm -hmm. You may be the one that's like, Hey, it's time for our study. You know, it's time for our devotion. And that may be something that your wife does not have the the ability to like, you know, get everybody together and stuff like that. So it's, it's a team thing, but the enemy loves to work in our weaknesses and, and maybe what we feel like we don't have, you know, and just explode the, whole thing because what he wants is us not to have it at all right you know right and so it's again it's it's about being able to identify the enemy and say man no i see what you're trying to do and and this is not going to happen and as the man i think we should be lead lead out in that like mm-hmm. man no this is not going to happen you know we're going to stand our ground we're going to do what god's called for us to do because man the enemy man he he seeks for those moments where he can come in and just kind of mess up everything yeah you know? yeah we have to recognize i mean again in talking about the unacknowledged influence Mm -hmm. in marriage, you know, and what the enemy really wants to destroy. Our culture has um, deflated men and Mm -hmm. encouraged that men would not be in the position of leadership. And and some of the things that I feel like the enemy has used in Mm -hmm. culture is really personality driven. Um, 
and I know, and we'll be talking about this. We're going to be traveling so much mm -hmm. in 2024. And I know you're going to be giving so many talks to dads and talking about the role of dads. And even when your personality is not what you think it ought to be, how the right. Lord still calls you to lead. Right. And I think it's important. We may start to tease that out and kind mm -hmm. of talk a little bit about it on this podcast, because yeah. I think that what the Lord has shown you mm -hmm is so important. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of frustrated fathers and miserable mothers, right? <laughs> because we have not acknowledged that the Lord is wise. Mm -hmm. So he's wise in our design and still calls us to obey him and yeah. to follow him. Yeah. Um, I'm encouraged when I'm able to contribute, right? To use my gifts in my family, mm -hmm. to contribute to the discipleship and the training of my children, of mm -hmm. our children. Mm -hmm. But I don't see that as solely my job. Yeah, There are a lot of moms who are miserable because it's like, well, I've got to do all of it. And some of that is not because of the dad. Mm -hmm. Some of that is because of the controlling nature of the mom. Mm -hmm. Man, can man. we just say on that for a minute? Like yeah. some of that, we just have to step back and say, I'm not going to attempt to control every aspect of our children's discipleship. Some mm -hmm. women, some moms are happy because they do it all and they mm -hmm. want it that way. Like wow. they, they want to control everything, man. We've got to readjust. We've got to repent where there is sin in our heart, the desire to control and to lead and to usurp, man, we've got to confess that. Mm -hmm. And then practically speaking, you've got to actively take those steps back where you say, I am going to resist the temptation mm -hmm to do everything because I think that's going to be the best way mm -hmm. for it to be done. Yeah, no, we've got to good. trust the Lord. He's infinitely wise. He has instituted that fathers lead families and it doesn't matter what your personality is. It doesn't matter how great a communicator you are. People mm -hmm. listen to this podcast on a regular basis. You know, I'm a talker that does not translate to leading this family. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and that's got to be understood. I really think we have to understand that and what it really means to to lead. You know, I think some of the ideas that we have about leadership are just messed up. Mm -hmm. You know, we think it looks a certain it looks a certain way, um, but it's and it's not that way. It, I think a lot of times we th we think it's only based solely on our gifts or abilities. Yeah, and, you know, certain gifts and abilities, mm -hmm. and we look at other gifts and abilities as not really leadership things. You know, when they are right, and I know we'll talk about about that you know because god has he he's created us in different ways and i'm i'm man i would despise a lot of times the way that i was created you know like before we were married you know things that i, I felt about myself but looking at the dynamic we have man the weaknesses and the strengths we man we balance each other you know and that's how god does that even in, in, in marriage like it's a partnership, you know, the things that I don't have, I believe Miki has and vice versa. Absolutely. And it works for the for the betterment of the kingdom of God and our families and our marriage. We have to see it that way. But once again, the enemy wants to use that and turn that turn those things against us, you know, and say like you don't have this and you don't and and cause us to focus on different things mm -hmm. to really disrupt what God wants to do. And yeah. we have to fight against that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um in a follow-up podcast, make sure you follow this series all this week. We're going to talk about leadership as influence and what that looks like in the family, in mm. the context of marriage, mm -hmm. um, husbands and wives, and what that influence is and how we understand what God has given as leadership in the family yeah. and submission, right? And as, as, as co-equals, but with clearly defined lines and, um, Anyway, it's just, hopefully it, it'll be a blessing to you. It, these are the things that the Lord has walked us through and continues to walk us through as we look back on 19 years of marriage. Um, 
all for the glory of God. Yes. We want to be intentional in our marriage. We want to resist what we see that is normalized in the culture that has trained its sights on marriage, that is attacking marriage. And not yeah. only now do you have um, rampant divorce, but you just have people just electing not to be married. And all of this is an attempt to mar the picture of Christ in the church. We Amen. have to resist that. We have to stand against it. If this podcast is a blessing to you, would you please share it? Would yes. you comment on it? And would you rate it? It really does help to grow the footprint of culture proof. And we want to be a blessing to families, to marriages all across this country. Mm-hmm. Also, we want to let you know that the culture proof conference is happening in July of yep. 2024. Yep. July 18th to the 20th uh, is going to be in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. And so you're going to have we're going to have more information coming out about that. We're excited about it. We're going to have our culture proof kids, culture proof teens track. Uh, it's something for the whole family. So you don't have to say, well, where, where, where can I put my kids? Where, who can watch my kids? No, bring, bring them, them all. Bring, bring your them family. All because we desire to minister to the whole family. We're going to have some great speakers and just some breakout sessions and things like that. But you'll get more information uh, coming soon. And if you are unmarried or like you say, pre-married, if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're not, um, if you don't have kids, you're married, you don't have kids, this conference is for you. So often people say, well, do I have to be married with kids, uh, to attend the conferences that you guys host? No, not at all. This is for the entire family. And the reason we stress family Mm -hmm. is because historically single people or married without kids, you always knew you could go to a conference. (laughs) You didn't have to worry about, well, can I go? No, it's been the families that have children. Mm. Well, are my kids welcome? What am I going to do with my kids if I go? Well, we want to equip kids as well. And the yeah. theme of 2024's Culture Proof Conference is mm. resist. resist. And so there will be something for everyone to equip everyone. us to resist what's happening in the culture. Also, if you love these hoodies, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening and maybe you've gone to the website, you love these hoodies, you can get your own. We will put a link in the podcast notes so that you can go to the website just in time for winter. Uh, If you order before December 16th, I think we can guarantee Christmas before Christmas. I think so. I think so. If you order on December 17th, (laughs) you're going to have to print out a picture of what they would have gotten. (laughs) Anyway, um, all of that goes to support the ministry, and we sure do appreciate you. Uh, Remember, when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture-proof. Until next time, Lord willing. Amen.